The live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, Rockletex listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about physical therapy services and how they can benefit you or a loved one. So stay tuned for some interesting and beneficial information. It is Saturday, April the 4th. You're broadcasting our radio show today from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. I do want to express my apologies for not being able to do live radio shows and even some recorded radio shows due to a recent illness that I had, as well as a recent back surgery that I had. So again, I thank you for your kind messages and prayers for a speedy recovery. I am in the mood of uh, recovery now. I do want to thank my producer and wonderful person, Angela, for, for helping me during these. God, it's almost been like four Saturday shows that I have missed and uh, again, I thank you for all the the cards and letters and calls and emails wondering about me. But uh, you know, I try not to too much promote about my illnesses and injuries that I had not had for many, many years. But I am back in the recovery mode, and my doctor said, again, it's going to take me about four more weeks to to be 100% normal. But uh, it's much better than the intense pain that I had for many, many days and many, many weeks before the surgery. So again, I, I thank you for that. Lastly, but most importantly, I have a sad announcement to make that I lost my most inspired person in my life, my mother, Pyra Caligas, who died on March the 30th at the age of 96. And, of course, she had suffered a severe stroke on March the 2nd and remained in hospice for many, many days uh, without being able to move or talk with me or others. And I, I do miss my mom very, very much as being her only child. And, of course, she was a big supporter of me and here in the magazine, the radio show, and to all my family and friends. Uh, she was like my cheerleader. Uh, I'm definitely going to miss her and uh, do love her very much. Uh, she was, of course, my, my mom, a mother-in-law, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, a sister, an aunt, a friend to many, many people. Uh, she was born on July the 23rd of 1918, many, many years ago in Fort Worth, Texas. Her parents came both from Greece and moved to the United States in the 1890s. And uh, she was one of us, of six uh, six kids. Um, uh, and she had four uh, sisters, and including her, and two other brothers. The two brothers passed away. She worked in her father's barbecue restaurant for many, many years, being a hostess and server. And as a young lady of great beauty... Uh, her husband, her excuse me, her father decided to use her as a promotional um, campaign because she had an unusual gene trait of being able to grow long fingernails and long hair. And so she promoted uh, the barbecue on her father's restaurant on these black and white cards that were distributed to tens of thousands of people in the area. And a great story occurred at one time 
um, she told me that a Revlon representative saw one of these cards and visited with her and made her an offer to become a model and a professional consultant with Revlon Corporation out of New York. But her father would not accept, not allow her to move to New York City. She met my father in a very unusual but a traditional Greek way via a matchmaker as she was escorted in 19... Uh, my father was escorted to the family, the Asamakas family, and the, who were living in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, to visit four young Asamakas ladies whose mom was one of the four. And this happened in the uh, latter part of 1939. Uh, Dad ended up picking my mom out of the four lady, the young lady, Asamakas girls there. I mean, he loved all of them, of course, as uh, sisters-in-laws after that. But uh, he married Mom uh, just a few months later on May the 20th of 1940. They moved to Tyler, Texas, and um, Dad and Mom started a Greek two restaurants there. Uh, during this particular time, Dad became an American citizen and loved his new country and the area of East Texas. However, after Pearl Harbor in World War II uh, and the, the involvement of the United States in those particular campaigns, her husband, Louis, decided unexpectedly to enlist and join the United States Army to serve his country. Uh, my mom told me that she was not pleased with his decision as being he was only 32 years old. and But she did accept and continue to run the two restaurants while Lewis, her husband, served in the armed forces for two years. She was so worried that her love of her life would be deployed to the war zone and not return to her. So she told me that she prayed many, many times daily over and over while Lewis, her husband, my father, was in boot camp ready to be deployed to the war zone. But a miracle occurred that returned him safely to home without being shipped to any of the European or Pacific war fronts. Upon returning from active duty, um, both mom and dad decided they wanted to start a family. But mom had pregnancy difficulties, which resulted in three miscarriages. So she had told me they were considering adopting a child, though they interestingly met a physician in the Shreveport area that was called out-of-the-ordinary type medical physician who told them that he could help them in getting a child birthed. So during her nine months of pregnancies in around 1949, mom followed this physician's strict medical protocol and specific rules with help from her family and friends. And she mentioned one thing to me several years ago that this doctor made her eat frequently liver and other particular uh, foods that would avoid her having miscarriages. Uh, so she continuously prayed for a a child to be born uh, after she had had three miscarriages and so did my father then on March the 8th of 1950 some 65 years ago at Shumpert Sanitarium she gave to birth to her only child and that's me uh, she, they named me after my father's father was born in Kefalonia, Greece the patrons, and also the patron saint of that particular Greece was Yerasimus, which was my Greek name. They permanently uh, moved from Tyler to Shreveport to be part of the Orthodox Church here. And they formed the Seven Seas Restaurant, which I know many of our listeners will remember the Seven Seas Restaurant from uh, 1954 to 1967, located on Uri Drive. Uh, 
after uh, they leased their restaurant in 67, mom and dad took an early retirement and were active in the church and active in various uh, clubs and organizations in the area. But she continued sewing and quilting just like her mother had done for many, many years ago. They loved to travel during their retirement years, but not by car, but by car and not by plane. She took her only plane ride in her life when she went to my wedding of my lovely bride in Montgomery, Alabama in 1974. After my father passed away in 1987, after 47 years of marriage, mom uh, decided to remain at the home for many, for many years. And, uh, but, you know, her, one of her loves in her life, of course, was, was me, but also her 1977 Oldsmobile that she kept running for 22 years. And when she sold it, sadly, she said, it was like a new car. It only had 42,000 miles on it. She, of course, welcomed family and friends to her home, and she had a unique uh, hobby of gathering and cracking pecans and also giving away pears throughout uh, to anybody that would come to the area. She moved to the Waterford uh, reluctantly in 1999, but she said she would move back, but she never did back to her home. She experienced some health care problems later in, and later in life and moved to the fabulous nurse care facility in Shreveport where she received high-quality care. And uh, up, up to two weeks from her passing, she was so active, involved in helping others and participating in all activities there. She loved to teach residents and people Greek, and she always surprisingly towed Greek sayings to individuals, including small ones, and she always loved to tell people the Greek saying, Sagapo, which meant, I love you. She also had a craving for two particular items for many, many years. One was graham crackers, you know, when I was young, and recently, past few years, she loved Greek yogurt, and she always questioned me, why is the whole world liking Greek yogurt when we've been eating it for thousands and thousands of years? Of course, as I mentioned, she was a big promoter of our magazine, and she was a constant listener of my Best of Times radio show here. And she always made sure that people were around the radio listening and served snacks to them and reminded them about the magazine and about who was on the radio show. She had the, the continued love of uh, of her church and of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all her family members and friends and and she was thrilled about about my wife and our kids her three grandchildren Louis Michael Caligas Jason Patrick and Alexandra and Michelle and she was recently so so proud to be a great great grandmother of three precious granddaughters the uh, Isabel Georgia Claire Elizabeth and Anne Marie Madeline. She truly celebrated age of maturity for so many, many years with family and friends. And now she joins her parents, her beloved husband, brothers, and family members in heaven. And I know she's having the best of times with them and with God. Remember to log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listing announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you could use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by Abers, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. 
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Towning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I thank you for tuning into our show today, and also thank you for listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Sharon Dunn, who is the Program Director, Associate Professor of the School of Allied Health Professions here at LSU in Shreveport. Thank you, Sharon, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thanks for having me, Gary. I'm happy to be here to talk about a profession that I love. Well, I know that you love. The other thing I want to mention to my listeners, I had somebody already ask me about uh, about about this show, and the comment was made, haven't you had a show about physical therapy? I said, no, actually, in 14 years, this is the only discipline that I have not talked about, sadly. Uh, and I'm glad to have Sharon on here, and and, her, and she is on the faculty at LSU Health Report, so, and, and to astoundly treat, and, and training new physical therapists in the future, right? Right. We have a doctoral program in physical therapy there at LSU, and we have 36 students per year so right now we have a little over a hundred students enrolled in the physical therapy program right here in Shreveport so we should be very proud that that is at our particular level our doctorate level so wow that that's impressive as, as it is so tell our listeners the basics what is a physical therapist and what does she or he do do for a particular individual a physical therapist is a healthcare professional educated at the doctoral level who provides intervention directed to return our patients to optimum and safe mobility, function, and performance. So the physical therapist's goals are actually to address the patient's goals for restoring their quality of life after illness, injury, disease, and a lot of people don't know this about us, but we can prevent mobility impairment. And that is definitely true. So I like to say that a physician will save your life, but uh-huh. a physical therapist will return you to your life. Whoa, good good, good statement there. I like that. So uh, I'm going to tell my listeners, I've had the um, you know pride honor to be many disciplines in the healthcare community, and one of that is a home healthcare director, which we had at one point in time. I think 22 physical therapists who work for me, are, and also PTAs and physical therapy assistants, occupational therapists, and so forth. But I, I, I was fortunate enough, Sharon, to to go on a few home visits and see what they do, and I was so impressed. But I did not, I never had the hands-on experience of actually having physical therapy services rendered to Gary Caligas up, up until just several weeks ago. And I want to compliment you. It, uh, the, the various therapy visits that I uh, obtained were remarkable. I mean, wow. Thank you. I, I did not know that it went to that nth degree. Now, I've had it on an outpatient setting. I probably could have qualified for home care, but I did. I, could, I, would, I was not homebound, so I did go to a facility, and, uh, and the therapist was so thorough. Uh, and I, I say, do you do that? Well, all people is because you know me. He said, no, we do that with everybody that comes in here. It's not just a, an isolated incident. And, and, and you know, tell, tell first of all, let's, let's educate some of our listeners. I know a lot of them have been utilizing physical therapy, but who should see a physical therapy? What type of ailments and, and injuries? Uh, 
Well, Gary, everyone who desires a healthy and active lifestyle should solicit the the care of a physical therapist. We can assess your movement, your balance, strength, and flexibility, and provide a tune-up if you want to stay active and healthy for injury prevention. But especially anyone who has pain, difficulty moving, or they're either tight, weak, dizzy, or fearful of falling, physical therapists can assess your movement, your balance, your strength, and establish a plan to help you overcome some of those issues that you're having. So you can can stay mobile and active and do the things you love to do. So explain to listeners, it's a plan that a lot of it's like take-home homework assignments. If you're doing it on an outpatient basis, this therapist is going to show you. They're going to help you perform it. They're going to monitor you. They're going to watch you particular range of motion exercises and other particular therapies. But they're going to also tell you, you need to consider doing these at home, right? Right. A good physical therapist will put you on a quality home program that serves to um, assist with the things that they are doing when they have you in the clinic. So it's it's to have a, a program that you're able to do when you're not in the clinic that keeps you mobile so that when we are in the clinic with you, our goals are facilitated. Well, I thought a, a good example is the therapist also tells you uh, what not to do. And I thought that was critically important for me, you know, thinking everything's okay. No, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this particular activity in this particular way, but it's just going to exacerbate your particular uh, condition. Is that right? Right. We, and I thought that was remarkable. We are all about safety and understanding what condition that you've had or what type of surgery you may have had is very critical to helping you move safely and doing the things you can do without doing the things things that could pr- promote the injury, make it worse. So, yeah, we're very, very much interested in, in, in seeing progression. So the smallest things matter to us. Well, the other, the other question I got from a few of my readers and radio listeners of the best of times, how they know I went and got physical therapy, I don't know, breached my HIPAA rule, but people do talk, and it's all right. I do talk a lot, too. So the, the, the individual asked me, she says, Gary, I'm having a balance issue. Can I just walk into XYZ Hospital's outpatient physical therapy, and they will help me gain my uh, balance better? And I said, hmm, interesting. But tell our listeners, they need, in that particular scenario, need to get an appointment, need to have orders, right? A therapist has to has to rely on orders from someone. Actually, no. No, no. no I'm learning something. In, in 2003, in Louisiana, we passed legislation that all patients can directly access the services of a physical therapist. Um, some payers and institutions have not kept up with current law. Oh, okay. However, they may need a referral for the payment to be uh, drawn oh, okay. and, and collected. But Medicare allows direct access to physical therapy. The law requires that the patient be under the care of a physician, and the physical therapist has to make sure that that physician is aware of the plan of care, and the physician would sign the plan of care within the first 30 days and then every 90 days thereafter. But, yes, anybody can seek the services of a physical therapist if they recognize they have a balance disorder.
disorder or movement dysfunction. So, but there's certain quali- there's certain conditions that might might cause that. Well, I'm learning something myself. Uh, I tell this individual I wasn't for sure, but contact a local physical therapy outpatient clinic, and I'm sure they they will they will tell you about that. Right. So again, you're you're saying we don't necessarily need a prescription or a referral, uh, and you can receive such care possibly. Tell them the various settings where you can get physical therapy. Physical therapists are practicing across the entire continuum of healthcare um, delivery models. So you can see a physical therapist in acute hospital setting. Uh, once you've been discharged from the hospital, the physical therapist makes recommendations about whether or not you move safely enough to go home, or maybe you need inpatient rehab rehabilitation. Uh, physical therapists practice in skilled nursing facilities and in nursing homes. As you're aware, home health agencies also have physical therapists. And then physical therapists practice in outpatient settings, private clinics all over town, whether that's in a neurologic or orthopedic population. Some someone asked me if they're in a hospital setting, and let's say they had a hip fracture and they're having a hip hip replacement. Are they still required to have the three-day qualifying stay before they can go, let's say, go to a nursing home, continue PT therapy while they're in the nursing home or home care? Is that still around? The, the challenging part of Medicare requirements is that this changes every time there's a new regulation come out <laughs> of the Affordable Care Act. So the three-day qualifier is a, a, a problem in some situations and is not a problem in other situations. It's so dependent on the individual patient's needs. True. And and the other aspect is they could get the therapy done either via home health or via outpatient setting if, right. they, if they needed further other than being admitted into a nursing home. Is that right? Correct. For a patient to qualify for nursing home or inpatient rehab care, they have to have uh, an inability to move uh, and an inability to participate and be safe in their home environment. So the physical therapist there in the acute setting will evaluate their safety and it's best to go home and be in your community because there you're going to move more you're going to you're going to be more active and if you have the resources to be home and family support that's actually the best place to go if you're able to be safe in that environment uh, one of the, the the questions we we discussed here is I think it's a good one when I when I see a physical therapist what should I do to prepare for the visit wherever it at home or at a at a clinic or an outpatient clinic what, what should the individual or family member help the individual in preparing for that so going to a physical therapist you will be put through a battery of tests to assess your function mobility and movement so you should dress comfortably tennis shoes shorts and a t-shirt are fine don't get dolled up for your physical therapy visit. You want to be comfortable so that you can move freely. Um, Warm-up pants and cooler weather certainly something we see. If you take medicine, it's important for your physical therapist to know what medications you're on. So bring a list of your current medicines. And if you have the results of any diagnostic tests that you've had, say an MRI or an X-ray, that also helps the physical therapist in understanding your condition so they they can make an appropriate plan for you. And, And the medications some people on medications, and I, 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 when I was visiting my therapist, that's one thing the therapist 
reviewed it was all my medication and he noticed that one of them does cause occasionally when you first onset take it uh, dizziness and yes in the morning when occasionally when I take it I do have a little a little bit of leery and he, and he was concerned about some of the exercises that we were going to be doing that would that bother me and um, so he reevaluated it and uh, and we did taper off in the next few days I took it at a different hour and that did help so uh, I, I was impressed that he reviewed all my medications right there are so many effects of medicines that impact your ability to move and your safety with movement so I'm glad you were pleasantly surprised that physical therapists <laughs> have some pharmacology background you, you definitely the therapists have more than just the therapy services it's a full range of uh, and I know that's why your your program is so intense there at, at LSU and Shreveport we're going to be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by a Bears, standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. I also thank our listeners who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Joining me on my radio show, today, to radio show today is Ms. Sharon Dunn, the Program Director and Associate Professor of the School of Allied Health Professions here in Shreveport, Louisiana at LSU Health, Health Services Center. I think it's called now LSU Health, to simplify it, in here in Shreveport. So thank you, Ms. Dunn, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. We're learning a little bit more about physical therapists and what they do and what they, how they can help patients in all types of of illnesses and injuries. So one thing that uh, I thought it caught my fancy here and some of the information that you're going to pr- uh, present to us, how do I know I'm getting the quality of service from my physical therapist? Wow. That's a little open-ended there, right? That is an open-ended question, but as all of healthcare is concerned, you should be aware of, of the quality of services that you're getting and know what to expect. So a quality physical therapist service will be that you are assigned to one physical therapist and not passed around among the staff. Oh, never thought of that one. This okay. is very important to continuity of your care. The physical therapist is keenly aware of any regression or progress that you're making and can continue to progress you that way. A physical therapist will see you on each visit. Others, like physical therapist assistants or students or techs, may assist the physical therapist, but the physical therapist will initiate each visit and make sure you're on the right path to recovery. Also, a quality physical therapist will do routine reassessments to make sure that you're progressing to meet the goals that you and the physical therapist have established. So with a good PT, you will not do passive therapy for very long. And what I mean by passive, that means sitting on hot or cold packs, receiving modalities such as electric or ultrasound therapy, nor will you be placed on equipment and left to do it alone. A good physical therapist is very active in getting you moving, making sure 
you're doing the proper exercises, using the proper technique, and making it hard for you. You, you shouldn't just sit around and love the feel-good treatments. Physical therapy should be challenging and difficult, and you should feel like you've had a pretty good workout when you leave. But it leads to a particular goal, to be more independent and not not either falling or those particular muscles or, or limbs to be moving without in a hurting degree, correct? Exactly. So it shouldn't be painful all the time. The goal is to move freely and without pain. And, and one other follow-up question here you have. What are the five things patients and their physical therapists should question? We are thrilled as a professional organization, the American Physical Therapy Association, that physical therapy is the first non-physician group to participate in the American Board of in- Internal Medicine's Choosing Wisely campaign. Oh, so I like you, that term. Yeah, you see wisely. Yeah, you, yeah <laughs> the best of times. And, and so the the goal of the Choosing Wisely campaign is to promote that some common practices in healthcare are neither warranted nor proven to be helpful. So it adds to waste within our system. So our profession joined the internal medicine physicians in an effort to look at those things where physical therapy is concerned. So there are five things a physical therapist and their patients should watch for. One is that we do not employ passive physical agents, as we just talked about, hot packs and ultrasound, except when necessary to facilitate participation in an active treatment program. So sometimes these are adjunctive things that, that we use to help jump start the body, but they shouldn't be used every time and throughout the entire progression. Another, the second one is not to prescribe underdosed strength training programs for older adults. Oh, okay. Instead we're supposed to match the frequency, intensity, and duration of exercise to the individual's abilities and goals. So one of the things I teach our students is not to judge a book by its cover. (laughs) I know some very active and very healthy older adults who can run circles around these young people. So the, the key is to assess the individual patient before you and make sure that you're giving them exercises that challenge them. That's the only way to get better. Some people think that as you age, you can't get stronger, and that's absolutely false. As you age, you can get stronger. You can improve your balance and your performance. So the second thing to watch for is underdosing exercise. So underdosing being that give them too simple of exercise and and one that doesn't challenge them or strengthen those particular limbs. Right. And they may be out of of, of a particular surgery, and they need to be pushing a little bit to get the, the strength back and the toning back, right? Correct. Wow. Okay, so what's number three or four? What are we at? Number three is not to recommend bed rest following oh. the diagnosis of an acute deep vein thrombosis. Okay. And and that's a kind of a scary thing. When someone has a DVT, it can progress to a pulmonary embolus and can be life-threatening. But once the medical management of that has begun and the person's blood clot has been resolved, it's important to get moving as soon as possible. So... Once the initiation of anticoagulation therapy has begun, there needs to be some mobility with that. Once you lay down for two days, anyone who's suffered the flu in their lifetime knows how weak you get with just two days of bed rest. So bed rest is not promoted among physical therapists. 
Oh, I never heard of that one. That's a good one. Two more. Okay. One is not to use continuous passive motion machines in the post-operative management following an uncomplicated total knee replacement. And that being that, a... That being a machine that they put in the bed with you that moves your knee up and down after surgery. It's best if patients get their own motion actively after surgery. That way they keep it. Uh, so the, t- the, the continuous passive motion machines are an added expense that have not been proven to justify it in the long run. And if I remember right, in my home health days, it's, it is continu- it has no variable, right? Correct. It and just, so it's the same routine it automatically does, and, it, and maybe that's not the, exactly the way that the person needs to exercise those particular knees or limbs, right? Right. We're about functional progression. Someone standing up and doing the exercises that actually lead to their uh, improved uh, uh, movement and, and function within their activities that they want to return to. So laying there with a machine on your leg is not getting you to that. And, and, and it's, it's not as challenging, but also you were saying it's probably not cost-effective. It's probably that particular machine. I know. It's not that you're renting it, if I recall. You are. Uh, for a very high price. For a very high price. I'm sure my friend, DME friends that are listening today didn't like me saying that, but it may be indicated in certain people, right? It is indicated in some people who have a very difficult time getting their motion back. For instance, if someone got stuck after their joint replacement and they had to have a revision, then this can help them get over the hump of getting their motion back, but it should be employed only for a very brief time in the recovery process. Okay, so what's the fifth item? The fifth is not to use whirlpools for wound management. Not to use whirlpools for wound management. Okay. Right. Um, A lot of the research that came out of our PT program in the early days of its inception was done by Dr. Joe McCullough, who's our dean right now. Mm -hmm. And his investigation found that if you have venous insufficiency, you don't need to have your leg hanging down in a warm whirlpool. That only makes it worse. So we use sterile technique. We use a thing called lavage, which is kind of like a water pick, to cleanse the wound uh, without putting them in that dependent position in a whirlpool. Okay, I'm going to ask a, um, a quasi-technical. I didn't know that physical therapists deal in wound care. Right. Many people do not know this, but it's a huge part of our curriculum. And our dean at the LSU Health Sciences Center uh, initiated a lot of the work and the research around wound management to facilitate healing. So you work with other wound care specialists that may be nurses or others that are that are that are treating that particular wound that won't heal or that particular decubitus, etc. Right. Well, wow. many times we see patients who are post-operative, so they've got a surgical incision that we're watching to make sure there are no complications with that. And we, as you said, we collaborate with other healthcare providers in everything that we do. We're a part of a team of of healthcare providers, whether that be nurses, occupational therapists, surgeons, to make sure the patient recovers fully. And many times the skin is, is one of the challenges of, to recover after a surgery or an incident. I don't want to go into great detail about coverage, but majority of insurances, including Medicare, and I can't remember the Medicaid coverage, but uh, covers physical therapy services as long as they're medically necessary. Is that right? Right. Most insurance will cover physical therapy. In fact, rehabilitation is a mandated benefit within the Affordable Care Act, so any coverage plan should include physical therapy as a part of the benefit. 
Usually, though, as you sign up for health care insurance, you get what you pay for, unfortunately. So in this life, you're considering plans. Make sure you read the fine print related to deductibles and co-pays because when you need physical therapy, many times several visits are necessary. A high co-payment will break the bank, so be aware of the stipulations of a low-cost plan. Many times you pay low on the front end and pay high when you least expect it and when you need it the most. And the other thing that I, I was going we're going to talk a little bit about is um, is the therapy gap because I had a, a, a I'm Medicare now, by the way. Congratulations! It was like welcome to Medicare, and I have all these medical issues just recently. Uh, but I was there visiting my, with my physical therapist in the waiting room, and this senior citizen who recognized me told me, Gary, you need to change Medicare. I said, excuse me? He says, yes, you have a lot of influence on the best of times. I think my husband has ran out of his therapy visits because it's capped. And I said, well, ma'am, yeah, I, I know that, but I seriously doubt that they're going to listen to the best of times. So there is a cap, and I tried to explain to her, I don't know the details, but I'm sure your therapist and your health insurer will explain it to you. So, so give them a little capsule. There is a limit of number of therapy visits and is it per episode? I can't remember. It's, it's been a while. It's per year. Per year. Matter of fact. And there, there is um, uh, an initiative that's going on right now on Capitol Hill. Our congressional leaders are considering a fix to these caps and, and payment cuts. But the actual, the therapy cap was a provision that was established in 1997 with the Balanced Budget Act. Wow, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And it started out as a 50 per year per beneficiary cap on therapy services. And since that time, right now, the cap is $1,940 per year split between physical therapy and speech and language pathology. And then there's $1,940 for occupational therapy for a year. So we kind of jokingly say that a a patient would have to choose whether they wanted to walk or eat and swallow uh, to split between that physical therapy and speech and language pathology. Choosing between the two is very challenging for people. the, and then, God forbid, you have a total knee in February and then have a stroke in May because you've already used up your your benefits for the year. Um, so this is a, a very important initiative for us right now. And I can go into more detail about the, the physician uh, so-called doc fix that's happening in Congress right now. And it all goes back to health care spending. And we have to be judicious with the resources that we have in this country. We spend over 17% of our gross domestic product in health care, and that is 6% more than any industrialized nation. So you would think with that kind of spending, our health outcomes will be better. That is not the case, and this health care spending is pushing us over a financial cliff. So that's what the Balanced Budget Act of 97 was trying to, to fend off is the, the fiscal deficits that we have. So they created an, an SGR or a sustainable growth rate formula back then in 97 that would cut the physician fee schedule by 21% at this point.
point. So for the last 10 years, Congress has kicked this can down the road to prevent this draconian cut to the physician fee schedule. So now there's legislation that passed in the House just last week before they went out on their spring break that will permanently repeal this flawed SGR fix. So there won't be this 21% cut. That's why they're they're calling it the doc fix. Um, This therapy cap was also part of the Balanced Budget Act, but the therapy cap repeal is not in the current language yet. So we're (laughs) counting on our senators to help us out when they get back from their recess. On April 12th or 13th, they go back, and we have uh, good intel that there will be an amendment forwarded to add the therapy cap repeal to this doc fix. And we really need our senators to support this so that not only will your life be saved and Medicare will help you do it, but you can return to your life and Medicare will help you do it. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Dr. Sharon Dunn, Program Director, Associate Professor of the School of Allied Health Professions here at LSU Health in Shreveport. Well, Sharon, I want to commend you and compliment you that you have been Vice President of the American, let me think if I remember all these acronyms, I love it when people put acronyms, American Physical Therapy Association. Uh, Is this international or national? This is a national organization, the primary organization that represents physical therapy to the public and to the the Congress and to the community. And you have members throughout the United States, thousands and thousands of members, I'm sure. Actually, we represent 90,000 therapists and physical therapist assistants across the country. Well, I'm very proud you've been on their board of directors and now currently the vice president. Thank you. Yeah, the vice presidential role has been really fun for me because it's about health policy. Oh. It's an exciting time to be engaged in health policy. Yeah, that's cool. And then we're, we, I've just learned that you are candidate for Presidente. Yes, yes. We hope that you win. Thank you. I hope I win as well. But it's still been a distinct honor to have someone like you representing our neck of the woods, as as he says on Channel 6, on NBC, neck of the woods. Uh, and to, to spread, you know, somebody from Shreveport and Bossier City, Louisiana, on a national association is, is a distinct honor. And I know that you, you bring the accolades when people... People say Shreveport, Louisiana, LSU Shreveport. All right, so that that's that's a distinct honor. I, I commend you on that. I know you you're doing a good job, and especially these critical days, as we talked about the therapy cap, the doctor fix, and all the other legislative. I mean, that's important that you tactfully lobby our senators and congressmen and the president to not to veto it uh, to move on. Right? Thank you. Yes, it is very critical that we get engaged in advocacy because our our policy makers need to hear from their constituents what their desires are because they do represent us and to educate people and to be effective at communicating what the needs are is critical to to my role as a leader in the organization but also for our community and the patients so I am privileged yet honored to serve 
I've really enjoyed it. I know this is a, I'm thinking about a, a, comp, a question that somebody asked me when I was at, um, when I had my therapy. By the way, the therapists were wonderful, and I was so impressed. Uh, but somebody asked me there, this gentleman asked me, why are therapists now required to get Ph.D. and doctor degree? I said, I don't know. They probably just have a few more years of education. They probably, they're, they're so in, involved with multidiscipline. Is, is that the reason? Actually, it's it's the the profession has grown so much over the years. When I graduated in 1987, it was a bachelor's degree. But as we have increased with technology and the requirements to to see patients as a front line of healthcare and prevention, we learn every muscle, bone, joint, nerve, and every physiologic, neurologic, pharmacologic, metabolic, and orthopedic, pediatric, or geriatric influence on human movement. So that's a lot to learn. It is. And to be responsible for that patient's movement. So we can screen for conditions that require medical attention and make the right referral. Patients can access our service without referral or prescription in all 50 states. So there's a lot to know when someone's health care is in your hands. And then also the feedback that you give to other health care professionals that, that you inter- involved, with, involved with. And so that I'm sure that's the technique of, of, of being able to converse with those physicians and those those, those specialists involved, correct? Absolutely. When the healthcare team is collaborative, the patient wins. So communicating effectively with every player on the healthcare team, from the physician to the case manager to the nurses engaged in the care, it's very important that that is a coordinated effort so the patient ends up getting the best of care and what they need and when they need it. And one last controversial question that somebody asked me, <laughs> why they asked me these questions, Sharon, I'm always shocked. So that this individual said, so I'm, I'm, my husband is about to get uh, a um, hip replaced. And she asked me this, by the way. And she says, so what setting should I get my therapy done? And I said, what? What setting? She said, well, you just told me that these therapists can do the services various locations. So... Is there any rhyme or reason? There's probably not. It's according to what the needs are. So if after your hip replacement you have difficulty recovering and you're not safe walking 100 feet in the hospital, you may need to go to a rehab facility for a few days to get safe in your environment. But if after surgery you pop right out of bed and boogie down the hall. Thank you. Pop right out of bed. I like that one. we, (laughs) We feel like you're safe in your home environment and you should receive your therapy in an outpatient setting. And, and is the home care services similar or identical? All these disciplines and all these locations, the therapy is the same, right? Therapy is therapy across all settings, and our goals are to improve function and performance. If you are in a home setting, you should the, the law requires that you are homebound, meaning you can't even get out to go get your hair done or go grocery shopping. So if you're able to get out of the house for any functions like that, then you should be receiving your your care in a lower cost outpatient setting. Good point. Good point. Well, thank you, Sharon, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Even Gary learned quite a bit of information today that he was not aware of. So I know all of our listeners out there are going to find this quite educational. And again, thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you so much for the invitation. I enjoyed it, Gary.
We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you again for listening to our show today. Join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the Best of Times at one of our 528 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Again, thank you for listening to our show today. May you have a blessed Easter and Pasca to each and every one of you. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Mosier.